The Tiger Tamer Who Went to Sea from History Extra charts the life of a remarkable Victorian, Britain's original long-distance wheelbarrow pedestrian. New episodes are out every Thursday or listen to the whole series immediately ad-free by subscribing to History Extra Plus on Apple Podcasts or listening on HistoryExtra.com. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. listening to the History Extra podcast from BBC History magazine. We're the UK's best-selling history magazine, available in print and several digital formats all over the world. Find out more at historyextra.com forward slash subscribe or look out for us in your digital newsstand or app store. And welcome to this year's podcast quiz. Um, I'm Charlotte Hodgman, Deputy Editor of the magazine. In the studio with me is Matt Elton, Reviews Editor and Ellie Cawthorne, Website Assistant. There are five rounds to this year's quiz. Each round has six questions. We'll take it in turns to read the questions out. Um, At the very end, we will then go back through the rounds again, um, giving you the answers for you to tick off. So we'll start off with round one, which is on carols. Good luck, everybody. Question one. What historically did American adults jiggle at the appropriate points in the song Jingle Bells? Was it A, ice cubes, B, their booty, or C, the bells on their hats? Question two. Hark how all the welkin rings was originally the first line of which carol? Is it A, hark the herald angels sing, B, heaven and earth rejoice today, or C, ding dong merrily on high? Question three. Which of these gifts doesn't appear in the Scottish version of the 12 Days of Christmas? Is it A, a parrot, B, a haggis, or C, an Arabian baboon? Question four. Which carol is described in the Penguin Book of Christmas Carols as the product of an unnatural marriage between Victorian whimsy and the 13th century dance carol? Is it A, Masters in This Hall, B, Good King Wenceslas, or C, the Boar's Head Carol. Question five. Which carol had the following lines inserted into it in Germany in World War II? Adolf Hitler is Germany's wealth, brings us greatness, favour and health. Is it A, O come all ye faithful, B, O Christmas tree, or C, Silent Night? Question six. Which carol was the first single to sell over one million records in the UK alone? Was it A, Mary's boy child, B, the Calypso Carol, or C, O Come All Ye Faithful. Okay, so that concludes round one. On to round two, which is themed around names. Question one. Which Mary was the inspiration for the tongue twister, She Sells Seashells on the Seashore? Was it A, Mary Anning, B, Mary Whitehouse, or C, Mary Seacole? Question two. 
Joseph Farwell Glidden became one of the richest men in 19th century America after inventing which deterrent? Is it A, barbed wire, B, the electric fence, or C, the cattle grid? Question three. Mexican folk saint Jesus Malverde is the patron saint of which group? A, drug dealers, B, potters, or C, arms dealers? Question four. Simone Melchior, the world's first female scuba diver, was married to whom? Was it A, Jacques Picard, B, Jacques Cousteau, or C, Jacques Delors? Question five. Balthazar, Duke of Chagan, shared his 15th century duchy with his brothers Rudolf, Wenceslas, and A, Casper, B, Jean II, the Mad, or C, Santa? Question six. In the first ever cartoon of Casper the Friendly Ghost, what impossibility does Casper attempt? Is it A, reincarnation, B, teleportation, or C, suicide? On to round three, themed around Santa. Question one. The earliest English citation of the term Father Christmas in 1658 sees him taking part in what? Was it A, a trial, B, a boxing match, or C, a battle? Question two. The Italian folklore Santa Claus, Befana, is usually portrayed as, is it A, dressed in black on a broomstick, B, dressed in white on a unicorn, or C, dressed in camouflage on a rat. Question three. Which of these isn't one of the Icelandic Santas known as Yule Lads? A, window peeper, B, chimney crawler, or C, sausage swiper? Question four. Who replaced Sinterklaas in Children's Rhymes in the Netherlands in 1941? Was it A, Adolf Hitler, B, the RAF, or C, Mickey Mouse? Question five. The Basque giant Olent Zero brings presents for good children. What does he do to bad ones? Is it A, leaves them coal, B, beats them with a stick, or C, cuts their throats? Question six. Which item isn't included in one of the earliest modern images of Santa Claus from 1863? Is it A, a sack of toys, B, a puppet named Jeff, or C, an American flag? Um, Okay, on to round four. Um, Hopefully you're all still with us. (laughs) This round is themed around um, places. Question one. The people of Coventry have their own carol, but at what time of year did they traditionally sing it? Was it A, summer, B, autumn, or C, winter? Question two. How is Kyrgyzstan trying to cash in on Christmas? Is it A, by claiming it's where Father Christmas lives, B, by building bauble factories, or C, by having two Christmases a year? Question three. Which Christmas character signed the Nicene Creed? Is it A, Jesus, B, St Nicholas, or C, King Wenceslas? Question four. Why could you never have seen three ships come sailing in to Bethlehem? Was it A, because there are no sailing ships then? B, it doesn't have a port? Or C, you can't see the port from the town? Question five. Which country has officially given Father Christmas citizenship, claiming that he resides there? Is it A, Finland, B, Russia, or C, Canada? Question six. What Christmas favourite did advertising executive Jose Sokolov use to persuade Colombian guerrillas to lay down their arms? Was it A, Christmas trees, B, eggnog, or C, 
a Morecambe and Wise Christmas special. Okay, um, on to round five, 18th century Christmas. Question one. The Finnish Santa Claus, Yulupuki, derived from an 18th century shamanistic ritual in which a man dressed up as a what? Was it A, a goat, B, a reindeer, or C, a duck? Question two. Which of these is not a Georgian Christmas parlour game? Is it A, pin the tail on the donkey, B, bullet pudding, or C, hot cockles? Question three. What was the only official Christmas carol approved by the Church of England in the 18th century? Was it A, away in a manger, B, while shepherds watch their flocks, or C, Mary's boy child? Question four. Prince William, Duke of Cumberland, owned one of the three foundation sires of all the modern thoroughbred racehorses. What Christmassy name did he give it? Was it A, Herod, B, Augustus, or C, Jesus? Question five. Which Christmas tradition was brought to the US in the 18th century from Germany? Was it A, Yule Logs, B, Wassailing, or C, Christmas Trees? Question six. Which of these wouldn't you have found on a British Christmas dinner table in the 18th century? Was it A, Brawn, B, Cod, or C, Turkey? This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash History Extra. Just go to Indeed.com slash History Extra right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right, well, that was the end of all the questions. Um, we'll now go through the questions once more, um, giving you the answers. Round one was on carols. Um, the first question was, what historically did American adults jiggle at the appropriate points in the song Jingle Bells? The answer was A, ice cubes. Jingle Bells was actually used as a drinking song at 19th century parties and guests would jiggle the ice cubes in their drinks at the appropriate points. So question two, which was about Hark, How All Their Welkin Rings, and that was the originally the first line of A, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Charles Wesley's original lyrics preferred the welkin, i.e. the heavens, over listening to angels. Question three was, which of these gifts doesn't appear in the Scottish version of the 12 Days of Christmas? And the answer was B, a haggis. The early 19th century Scottish version of the song includes a pop-and-go eye which was a parrot or sometimes a peacock. The succeeding gifts were three partridges, three plovers, a goose that was grey, three starlings, three gold spinks, a bull that was brown, three ducks a merry laying, three swans a merry swimming, an Arabian baboon, three hinds a merry hunting, three maids a merry dancing, and three storks a merry corn. Question four was, which carol is described in the Penguin Book of Christmas Carols as the product of an unnatural marriage between Victorian whimsy and the 13th century dance carol? And the answer was B, Good King Wenceslas. Question five, which was, which carol had the lines, Adolf Hitler is Germany's wealth, brings us greatness, favour and health, inserted into it in Germany in the Second World War, was C, Silent Night. The Nazi party didn't like the Christian Christmas very much and did their best to associate the occasion with Odin and, more importantly, Hitler. One of the rewritten verses sounded a bit like this. Silent night, holy night, 
all is calm and all is bright. Adolf Hitler is Germany's wealth, brings us greatness, favour and health. Oh, give us Germans all power. Question six was, which carol was the first single to sell over a million records in the UK alone? The answer was A, Mary's Boy Child. The song was originally written for a West Indian birthday party, but much later, Harry Belafonte heard it being performed by the choir and sought permission to record it in 1956. It reached number one on the UK singles chart in November 1957. And to date, Belafonte's version has sold over 1.19 million copies. Okay, moving on to the answers for round two. Question one was, which Mary was the inspiration for the tongue twister, She Sells Seashells on the Seashore? The answer was A, Mary Anning. Fossil hunting didn't make Mary rich. Her father, a cabinet maker, died when she was 11. In 1820, having made no major discoveries for a year, she was at the point of having to sell the furniture to pay the rent when she was rescued by one of her most avid buyers, Lieutenant Colonel Thomas James Birch, who auctioned his entire collection to raise funds for her. Question two of this round was about Joseph Farwell Glidden, who became one of the richest men in 19th century America after inventing a deterrent. The deterrent in question was A, barbed wire. Uh, Glidden received the patent for barbed wire in 1874 and joined Isaac L. Elwood in forming the Barb Fence Company of DeKalb. At the time of his death in 1906, Glidden was worth over $1 million. Question three was about the Mexican folk saint Jesus Malverde and he was the patron saint of A. Drug Dealers. Um, The possibly fictional Jesus Malverde is a folk hero in the Mexican state of Sinaloa, where he's said to have stolen from the rich to give to the poor. Local drug traffickers have taken him to their hearts as a folk saint, equating their selling of drugs to wealthy Americans and investing the proceeds locally to Jesus Malverde's Robin Hood tactics. Question four was, who was Simone Melchior, the world's first female scuba diver, married to? The answer was B, Jacques Cousteau. Despite being the wife and business partner of undersea explorer Jacques-Yves Cousteau, she's almost never seen in the undersea world of Jacques Cousteau series. She was, however, pivotal in the whole operation, caring for the all-male crew of their ship Calypso for 40 years, gaining her the nickname La Bagère, the Shepherdess. In 1963, Simone also became the world's first female aquanaut by living in Starfish House, an underwater habitat, for the final four days of the Conchelf 2 project. Question five was about Balthazar, Duke of Zhigan, who shared his 15th century duchy with his brothers Rudolf, Wenceslas and... And the correct answer is B, Jean II, the Mad. After his father's death in 1439, Balthazar inherited the duchy with his younger brothers Rudolf, Wenceslas and Jan II, the Mad. In 1449, the duchy was divided into two districts, one of which was Zhigan. Balthazar and Rudolf received Zhigan as co-rulers, while the other was given to Jan II and Wenceslas, also as co-rulers. Question six was, in the first ever cartoon of Casper the Friendly Ghost, what impossibility does Casper attempt? And the answer was C, suicide. Unhappy with how everyone is frightened of him, Casper attempts suicide by lying on a railway track, clearly forgetting that he's already dead. On to round three's answers. Question one was the earliest English citation of the term Father Christmas in 1658 sees him taking part in what? The answer was A, a trial. In 1658, Josiah King published The Examination and Trial of Old Father Christmas. King portrays Father Christmas as a white-haired old man who is on trial for his life, based on evidence laid against him by the Commonwealth. 
the jury acquits. Question two. The Italian folklore Santa Claus Bafana is usually portrayed, and the answer is A, dressed in black on a broomstick. Bafana is usually portrayed as an old lady riding a broomstick through the air, wearing a black shawl and covered in soot because she enters the children's houses through the chimney. She visits all of the children of Italy on the eve of the Feast of the Epiphany to fill their shoes with sweets and presents if they are good. Being a good housekeeper, many say that she will also sweep the floor before she leaves. Question three was which of these isn't one of the Icelandic Santas known as Yule Lads? And the answer was B, Chimney Crawler. There are 13 Santas in Icelandic folklore. Known as Yule Lads, they each leave a gift for children, one night at a time, starting on December the 12th. They have some extraordinary names, including Spoon Licker, Stubby, Doorway Sniffer, Window Peeper, Sausage Swiper and Meat Hook. Um, question four was who replaced Sinterklaas in children's rhymes in the Netherlands in 1941? The answer was B, the RAF. During the German occupation of the Netherlands between 1940 and 1945, many of the traditional Sinterklaas rhymes were rewritten to reflect current events. In 1941, the RAF dropped boxes of sweets over the occupied Netherlands. Question five, the Basque giant Olent Zero brings presents for good children. What does he do to the bad ones? The correct answer is C, cut their throats. There are many variations to the Olent Zero traditions, but one version says that he was a charcoal burner who also carved wooden toys to give to the children of the village. It is said that he died one day saving children from a burning house and that when he died, the fairy who had found him granted him eternal life to continue to bring joy to people. He is often depicted with a sickle and tradition has it that if a child had been naughty or refused to go to bed on Christmas Eve, he would use it to cut their throats. And question six was, which item isn't included in one of the earliest modern images of Santa from 1863? And the answer was, A, a sack of toys. One of the first artists to define Santa's modern image was Thomas Nast, an American cartoonist of the 19th century. In 1863, a picture of Santa illustrated by Nast appeared in Harper's Weekly. Santa was dressed in an American flag and had a puppet with the name Jeff written on it, representing President of the Confederate States of America, Jefferson Davis, reflecting its Civil War context. On to round four, um, which was places. Question one was, the people of Coventry have their own carol, but at what time of year did they traditionally sing it? The answer was A, in the summer. The 16th century carol was traditionally performed in Coventry as part of a mystery play called The Pageant of the Shearmen and Tailors. The play depicts a Christmas story but was traditionally performed in summer. It was brought to a wider winter audience after being featured in the BBC's Empire broadcast at Christmas 1940, shortly after the bombing of Coventry, when the broadcast concluded with the singing of the carol in the bombed-out ruins of the cathedral. Question two was, how is Kyrgyzstan trying to cash in on Christmas? And the answer was A, by claiming it's where Father Christmas lives. The ex-Soviet state has declared itself the new home of Santa Claus after Swedish engineering firm Sweco determined it as the ideal spot for Santa's global toy delivery hub. Officials in this predominantly Muslim country named a mountain peak after Santa to join Mounts Lenin and Yeltsin and declared 2008 the year of Santa Claus. If Santa was located in Central Asia and started westward on his traditional Christmas Eve trips, Kyrgyz officials said he would have a more efficient delivery route and could eliminate time-consuming detours and avoid subjecting his reindeer to undue strain. Question number three was which Christmas character signed the Nicene Creed? And the answer was B, St Nicholas. 
Saint Nicholas was one of the bishops to answer the request of Constantine and appear at the First Council of Nicaea. There, he signed the Nicene Creed, as well as allegedly slapping the heretic Arius in the face. Question four was, why could you never have seen three ships come sailing in to Bethlehem? The answer was B, it doesn't have a port. The lyrics mention the ships sailing into Bethlehem, but the nearest body of water is the landlocked Dead Sea about 20 miles away. The reference to three ships may originate in the three ships that bore the purported relics of the Magi to Cologne Cathedral in the 12th century, or maybe a reference to Wenceslas II, King of Bohemia, who bore a coat of arms, Azure Three Galleys Argent. Question five, which country has officially given Father Christmas citizenship, claiming that he resides there? The answer is C, Canada. On 23rd of December 2008, Jason Kenney, then Canada's Minister of Citizenship, Immigration and Multiculturalism, formally awarded Canadian citizenship status to Father Christmas. In an official statement, Kenney said, The government of Canada wishes Santa the very best in his Christmas Eve duties and wants to let him know that, as a Canadian citizen, he has the automatic right to re-enter Canada once his trip around the world is complete. Question number six was what Christmas favourite did advertising executive Jose Sokolov use to persuade Colombian guerrillas to lay down their arms? And the answer was A, Christmas trees. To encourage Colombian guerrillas to demobilise, the Colombian authorities asked advertising executive Jose Sokolov for his help. He suggested they place nine 75-foot-high Christmas trees in the jungle, each decorated with lights and a banner that read... If Christmas can come to the jungle, you can come home. Demobilise. 331 guerrillas demobilised as a result of the campaign. Final round, round five, on 18th century Christmas. Question one was the Finnish Santa Claus, Yulupuki, derived from an 18th century shamanistic ritual in which a man dressed up as a what? The answer was A, a goat. The Finnish name for Santa Claus is Yulupuki, which translates to male goat of Christmas. The name comes from the 18th century shamanistic traditions where, around St Nut's Day on the 7th of January, someone would don horns and a fur and dress up as a nutipuki, a goat-like symbol of fertility. Question two. Which of these is not a Georgian Christmas parlour game and the options were A, pin the tail on the donkey, B, bullet pudding, or C, hot cockles, the correct answer was A, pin the tail on the donkey. That game is first recorded in 1898, Hot cockles, meanwhile, was basically a violent form of blind man's bluff. One person sits in a chair while the player puts their head in this person's lap. Then, one by one, everyone else comes up behind them and kicks them on the bottom. The object of the game is for the player to guess who kicked them. Bullet pudding involved making a large pile of flour on a plate with a bullet balanced on top. The players took it in turns to remove some of the flour. The person who made the bullet topple into the pile then had to retrieve it from the flour using only their teeth. And question number three was, what was the only official Christmas carol approved by the Church of England in the 18th century? And the answer to that was B, while shepherds watch their flocks. As the only Christmas hymn approved by the Church of England at the time, it was allowed to be disseminated across the country with a book of common prayer. This was because most carols were considered too secular and hence inappropriate for church services. It was only at the end of the 18th century that other Christmas hymns were approved. Question four was, Prince William, Duke of Cumberland, owned one of the three foundation sires of all the modern thoroughbred racehorses. But what Christmassy name did he give it? The answer was A, Herod. Herod was one of the three foundation sires, along with Matcham and Eclipse. 
Herod was the foundation, so responsible for keeping the Bialy Turk Sireline alive. Question five. Which Christmas tradition was brought to the US in the 18th century from Germany? And the answer was C, Christmas trees. The first known Christmas tree was set up in 1419 in Freiburg by town bakers who decorated the tree with fruits, nuts and baked goods, which the children were allowed to remove and eat on New Year's Day. The custom was brought to North America by German-speaking immigrants to Pennsylvania and Ohio in the 18th century. And the final question of the quiz was, which of these wouldn't you have found on a British Christmas dinner table in the 18th century? And the answer was A, brawn. As a subwarden of New College Oxford in December 1773, Parson Woodford served cod for Christmas dinner. By the early 18th century, the turkey had ousted the medieval great fowls like the bustard, but boar brawn, which had been a popular medieval Christmas dish, had fallen out of favour and disappeared. OK, so that was the end of this year's Christmas quiz. Do get in touch to let us know how you did by posting on our Facebook or Twitter pages. The questions were set by Justin Pollard, who is an author and historical advisor who works on QI, among other programmes. You can keep up with him on Twitter via at Justin Pollard. If you want more trivia to tackle, then I'm sure you'll enjoy our Christmas edition, which contains our annual bumper history quiz. Also in this edition, there are articles on the Charge of the Light Brigade, Pearl Harbour, Henry VIII's Wives, Black Power and Roman Soldiers, among other things. You can get hold of our Christmas issue in all good news agents in the UK and internationally in our many digital formats. Outside the UK, it may still be an earlier edition that is currently in the shops. You've also got just a week to go to take advantage of our special Christmas subscription offer. If you're in the UK, you'll get to choose a fantastic free history book when you subscribe on topics such as the Tudors, the SAS, the Battle of the Somme and Medieval Europe. To take advantage of this offer, please visit buysubscriptions.com forward slash HTP211. That's all for this episode. We hope all our listeners have a very enjoyable Christmas. We'll be back on 29th of December with more from the world of history. Thanks for listening to this History Extra podcast, which was produced by Jack Fletcher. Do let us know what you think about this episode by emailing podcast at historyextra.com and we might read out your messages in future editions. Alternatively, why not keep in touch via Twitter or Facebook, where you'll find us at History Extra. For more great history content, don't forget to visit our website, historyextra.com, which is full of history articles, quizzes, image galleries and more. Plus, it's where you can download hundreds of previous episodes of this podcast.